You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 277. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. It's Marisa here with another special edition of Creative Business Over Coaching. (laughs) Creative Business Over, oh my goodness. Creative Business Coaching Over Coffee. Speaking of, I'm feeling ready for a little afternoon coffee right now myself. I know you're going to love this one. You know, it's really, really fun to see. A couple months ago, I hosted three coaching over coffee sessions live on Instagram. And I will be hosting at least two more. I had thought I could come on sooner this month, but I will be hosting one next week. So I'm giving you notice. Of course, keep an eye on Instagram because if I can squeeze one in before, I'll let you know via email and I'll definitely let you know via Instagram. But look for me on Thursday, June 23rd at 10 a.m. and also Thursday, June 30th, right before the holiday weekend here in the States, right before July 4th, also the same time at 10 a.m. And come hang out with me, come coach with me. This is an example of what that experience is like in this coaching session, I open with a story about an artist mug I found in Taos, New Mexico. And yet again, I wish I had the artist name and website to recommend you to, but that's part of the story that I share with you. So I often open with a teaching point that is just happened recently. I like to keep you up to date with any and all new insight I get to share, just like I do here often on the podcast. And then Joe Blake, who is one of our longtime Expensive Artist members, hopped on the coaching call with me, and it was so fun. Really enjoyed this conversation with Joe. You're going to love her. She is a free spirit, a fellow creative, free spirit. She's an amazing illustrator. She has illustrated children's books. I know because she keeps us up to date in the Expansive Artist. She just redid her website. So I will be linking to that in the show notes. I want to make sure I have the correct newest address, web address for her. But you can find her on Instagram at joe, J-O, Blake, B-L-A-K-E, art. And She's also, in this call, we talked about a few things, one of which is how to kind of keep our free spirit going, but also 
I can't think of a better term, but rain in does not sound good, right? <laughs> focus, focus, right? We've talked about shiny squirrel syndrome here on this podcast. You might want to revisit that episode if it sounds like you might also have what I call shiny squirrel syndrome, where we want to do all the things all the time. It's very natural to the creative spirit. And one of our you know, one of the best skills that we can develop and one of the ways I like to support you in the expansive artist is to help you focus. And you also learn the skill, like I was just saying, you want to learn the skill of having tools in place, mentors in place, accountability, whatever it is that's going to work for you, bribes, you might want to consider bribing yourself, giving yourself a prize at the end of completing a task that you've been meaning to complete. Uh, Any and all of this works. Whatever is going to help you pick the priority that you're working on and focus. So I talk about this with Joe. In this episode, we also talk a lot about email marketing. I share with you some tips with my current favorite email marketing platform. We even go into some more advanced strategy around email marketing. And so hopefully our conversation is helpful for you as well. And I love I love hosting these. So again, come and join me on Thursday, June 30th, Thursday, June 23rd, 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. And I'll see you on Instagram at Creative Thursday. And stay tuned on email and Instagram. If I can squeeze another one in, I will, but I'll definitely see you then. And until then, enjoy this week's podcast episode creative business coaching over coffee with my guest, Jim Blake. Hey, happy creative Thursday. It's Marisa here and Papita. I just, I just booted her from the chair. And so I had to trade the chair for my lap and her favorite blanket. And uh, I've got my coffee. Oh my goodness. And can I just geek out on this little mug that I got in Taos, Mexico, New Mexico, excuse me, Taos, New Mexico. And this is an artisan made mug. I can't think of the artist's name off the top of my head and I would flip it over as a reminder, but I purchased it. She, I tried to link to her and she didn't have a direct website. Note to artists, and let me take a sip of this because I think this is going over the blanket in a second. Hey, Becky, hello, Grace, Karina, nice to see you. Tina, hello. Welcome to Creative Biz Coaching Over Coffee. I was just telling you a story about my fav- one of my favorite uh, little, this is the second coffee. I'm not usually a multi-coffee of the day person, but we got a lot going o- on over here in the Creative Thursday studio, and so we've been enjoying a couple coffees. And this is the small coffee. After the bigger coffee, these are lattes. So espresso, a little bit of milk, um, not quite a cappuccino, right? That's less milk. Anyway, this 
uh, hand-thrown mug is from Taos, New Mexico, made by an artist, and it is in... My brain, to be honest, is not really a morning person. <laughs> it is in uh, a lovely cafe. If you find my New Mexico post, I tagged it. I've been there once. I feel like I'll have to I'll have to look it up for you and drop it into when I post this video because the cafe is amazing and they have all kinds of artisan handmade goods. It's on the main street in Taos. <laughs> so the reason I tell you this story is not only because I just wanted to talk to you, geek out about this coffee mug. Coffee mugs are one of my favorite. Um, if I were to say I was a collector of things, um, not only art, but definitely coffee mugs and little bowls. I love little bowls. So I'm telling you the story because this artist, I tried to share her in a newsletter and I tried to share her on Instagram. And it's great that I could share at least the coffee shop where she was featured, but because she had no prominent location of her work anywhere, you know, I have about, why do I have like about 7,000 like active people on my list, list? And by active, I mean people who are listening. <laughs> and, you know, you just never know when someone's going to come across your work and they're going to share it with someone else. And so you want to be ready for that. You want to be ready for that. And we want to think about that when we're going into next week, which right away, we're getting started on Monday, guys. So if you want to come and do more coaching, with me, come to join me at Sell My Art this week. It's going to be an amazing week. I know it. I can feel the energy. I can feel the momentum. I can feel the excitement. And that is really powerful when we come together in a group with shared values, a shared vision, shared passion. It does very cool and, dare I say, magical things for all of us who are a part of it. So I just pinned the link. If you go to sellmyartthisweek.com, you can register to join us. And we're going to do this kind of coaching, not Instagram coaching, but we'll all be together on a Zoom and it will be a group coaching session. And one of the things that I've learned about being part of communities where we are being coached by a mentor is a lot of times you will hear something in what someone shares today. And so I'm, I'm prepping you now. I'm going to be inviting someone to come up. And if there's time, more than one of you to come up and do some coaching with me over coffee, that's why we're here. You will learn so much by listening to someone else's story and listen to kind of how we work through a challenge they might be facing or having a conversation around what it means to truly follow this path as an artist. It's a very powerful learning tool. In fact, it's it's so powerful. I can't wait to hear feedback from you who also listen to the podcast. So I've done this the past two weeks on Thursday mornings, um, hence the coffee. Although if I was in Italy right now, <laughs> We'd be having this in the afternoon. Um, when you, I've been posting these replays on the podcast. So the first one went up today with Jesse from a couple of weeks ago. And I was re-listening to prepare my email for you today to invite you to listen to the podcast, which is Creative Thursday by Marisa. And you can find it on iTunes and on Spotify. You can also find it at creativethursday.com. I post it to my blog there every Thursday. 
And today's is the first creative coaching session. And it's so insightful for me to go back and listen to it as well and listen to what Jesse was sharing. It was really good. It was talking about how to trust your dreams, honestly, and how we and we ended up a little bit of a spoiler alert, kind of figuring out some of the fears that were clouding Jesse's ability to to trust what she's already feeling called to do. So what I believe makes a good coach is not somebody who is going to tell you what to do. What I believe makes a good coach is someone who's going to know how to guide you into trusting the knowing that you already have. And in the creative community, that's one of the most important pieces that you can well, pieces, by pieces, I mean skills, right? That's one of the most important skills that you can develop is this sense of trust around yourself because art is absolutely made from intuition and and trust in oneself as an artist. And so we don't have the luxury or really, it's not really a luxury, right? If we just had the path laid out for us, I think in fairness, and I wanted to be an attorney at one time because fairness really matters to me, even though I'm not so sure that that's what that industry is about, but I digress. Um, all due respect to my attorneys, but a lot of attorneys go on to become entrepreneurs. I know, I know a number of them. They go on for something more because when we do the path and then we arrive, there's nothing left. And with the creative industry, there's a whole lot of unknown and a whole lot of uncertainty, but that also brings so much aliveness and excitement to life and what we get to do here. And that's why we really need each other more than ever, because we need to be in trusted communities. We need to learn from trusted mentors who who actually walk the walk, right? Who aren't just teaching you how to have some confidence in yourself and, you know, uh, tap into those parts of yourself, but who actually also understand the art world and what it takes to sell your work online and what it takes to build a business around that. And we need to surround ourselves with the people um, where we feel seen, where we feel safe and supported, and then we can go out together and be braver and do more things and inspire more people. So that's kind of the greater vision of what we are doing here today. But I'm asking you, what would you like to talk about today? And how can I support you? I saw I saw one of my coaches hopped on. I don't know if he's still here. Zach is here. And Grace, I don't know if you're still here. I'd love to chat with you. Um, Kat's here. It's wonderful to have you all uh, join us today. I want to share something with you that I'm working on. And then the way that this works is that you put your request to join in and then I can bring you up. Grace, I see you. I see you. <laughs> Let me know if you have a question. I know you're bringing up some really great, um, you're bringing up a lot of great topics on your Instagram that I love about this creative practice and not getting lost in self-doubt and not listening to people who don't know what they're talking about when it comes to pursuing your art. So, and just, you know, for the record, she's settled in now, but can you see her? <laughs> we have the wisdom of Pepita is with us also. All right. She's here. 
She's here. In case you're like, who is Pepita? What is Marisa talking about? Is that her imaginary friend, her second business coach? It's a, it's a chihuahua. And Pepita knows because she has sat on countless Zooms, like countless. She should be able to open her own online business at this point. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how many Zooms you've sat on. So she knows how to settle in. <laughs> She knows how to settle in and hang out with us. And she's got her favorite blanket from Sonoma. And this blanket is good. I'm telling you, it's very good. So I will, Grace was saying, I'd love to chat. Um, I'm multitasking with the babies, but I have a thrill for today. Oh my gosh. I negotiated a commission for over 1000 this week. Oh, Grace. <laughs> well, let us know. We're fine with babies in the background. So let me know if you get a second and you want to come on and chat even about how that came together for you. So let me know what I will share with you while you're thinking and getting brave to come on. Really, I promise it's a lot of fun. Nara was on with us last week and that will uh, go up as a podcast as well. So if you're missing these, you can see the replays still in Instagram. You can also listen to it on the podcast. Um, today is the first session that went up today. And it's nice, again, it's nice to listen back to, you're going to hear something different. If you're the person who is coached, you'll definitely hear something different. And if you are also just listening again, I was hearing things in a new way. So yes. Um, yeah, Pepita would get loads of followers. <laughs> we should start her an Instagram just as soon as I get mine, <laughs> just as soon as I get mine dialed in. Mm. Coffee just tastes better out of a really awesome artisan-made cup. Just going to say that. So what I'm working on for you, I'm very excited about, and uh, I'm finishing it up right after our call today. And that is I'm going to create the ultimate creative business checklist for you. Um, It is what I would tell someone basically step-by-step not down into like every, every granular step, but the overview of getting ready to sell your work when you're setting up your shop, which encompasses a number of different things. It's not just setting up your shop and also what's happening once you kind of have your shop going. And we've broken it down into this PDF and I've been giving a lot of thought to it and I reserve the right to update it as well because I can't wait to hear our expansive artist members are getting it today. And also it's part of our artful selling students as well, because so many times you come to me and you say, I don't know where to start. A lot of you who are joining me for the Sell My Art this week, we asked you a couple of questions when you are joining us in the private Facebook group. And that is a number one question that comes up is, I don't know where to start. So let me know if you have questions and you want to hop on. Hey, Joe, good to see you. Uh, Kat says, way to go, Grace. Yes, so good. (laughs) All right, who's brave? Who's coming on? You know, I can sit here and I can chat with you and I can tell you stories. And if you have any questions about the ultimate creative business checklist, I'm literally putting on the final touches now. Or if you are like, don't forget to add this, Marisa, because when we're a little bit further ahead, Sometimes we're like, yeah, what were those early steps? Like one is to get your domain name. 
do you have your domain name for your business? I know that it, it, it might sound trivial, but whenever I get a new idea, even if I don't act on it right away, even if you don't have your online shop up right away, I go and I get my domain name. It's just, I've had the Creative Thursday domain name, I think since 2004, maybe even before then. And it's, it just signifies we, these little choices that we make. It's not about making huge leaps. Huge leaps come on the heels of the tiny little baby steps that you are taking. I see a brave person. I see Joe's coming. I knew, <laughs> I thought maybe Joe might come on. Uh, all right, Joe, I'm coming to bring you on and we will do some coaching. Hey, Joe, look, your hair matches my scarf. <laughs> it's a very pink day today. It's lovely. It's, it's good to be pink. Oh, <laughs> uh, how are you? How can I support you today? Good to see you. I really good, thank you. Um, I was just gonna uh say a bit about um about your uh, creative business. Yeah, but about the 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 course that you're oh, that you're. You're so sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, Joe's an expansive artist member with us, and she's been doing awesome work. I just saw your post of all the different things that you've accomplished, and that is amazing. Thank and you. And I invite you during this time to let me support you. So let me know what what's on your mind today and how can I help you and coach you a little bit. Oh, and okay. if there's time, I am more than happy for you to gush on about the expansive artists. Okay. I've got I've got some blocks at the moment um, <laughs> with baby steps. <laughs> yes. Okay, perfect. Let's talk about those. So I know I, with emails and stuff like that. Uh, so I've I've gone and got Flowdesk, and it's it's really really helpful because um, it's something that you use for your emails, and your emails are always lovely, and they're so easy to just scroll through and click the things that you need to. Yes. Um, and uh, so it's it's just learning how to do that and work out how to do an opt-in thing and stuff that, that it's all thing. frightening did we talk about the opt-in thing did you get one going yet should we well, what that is I partially got it going <laughs> ish well for everyone listening I'm going to take a second and just explain it this is very important all right everyone if you take one thing from this call take this the reason we're on social media is to in share with people and connect with people. Yes, let's not forget it's social media, it's community, it's conversation, and it's an amazing, powerful tool, but it is not the most valuable asset in the business. The most valuable asset is having an email list and in essence, bringing people, the goal of social media is to bring people into your world, to connect with you on a deeper level, level and bring them into your email world, which is where you communicate. So if you're on my list, you know, you hear from me every week, I may not be as active on social media because I've learned that my email list is actually where you know, I build the deepest connections and through my podcast, which I let people know about the podcast, mostly on the email list. And I also have learned that that's where revenue gets generated in my business more than Instagram, just because 
it's not, people aren't seeing everything, right? It's two to 3%. And so that's not, you know, that's just the way the system is designed. There's no need to stress about it. It's just is what it is now. And when you're in here for those two to 3% of the people seeing your work, and you will get more people seeing you on reels, but I won't go down that. I won't go down that rabbit hole. The point <laughs> is that you want a place on Instagram in your bio to invite people to what is called an opt-in, or sometimes people call it a freebie, but it doesn't need to be a freebie, right? Sellmyartthisweek.com is not a freebie. I'm charging for this workshop together uh, this week. I charged for the last one I did in January. I've decided that ultimately, if you're not ready to invest even a nominal fee in getting support in your business, you're ultimately not ready to be in business. So I just want to teach people now the value of investing in yourself. It's very, very powerful. Just like getting the domain name, just like getting the opt-in. And so an opt-in is a place to invite people to be part of your world in any number of ways. It doesn't have to be free. It can also just be for your amazing art because artists get, we get to cheat a little because we're so cool, right, Joe? We are cool, yeah. (laughs) Pictures speak quicker than what words do, don't they? They look at the pictures and they're like, wow. If you haven't seen uh, Joe's work, it's pretty, I have, there's a group of you within the expansive artists and the realism and the detail in your work, I am just blown away. I don't even know I don't even know how you achieve that, but you also do really. Uh, it takes me a it takes me a long time each one, so I really appreciate. That. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that it wouldn't. It's incredible, and so yeah. for you, Joe, let's just so let's talk about your opt in. You know, I always think, do you have you done this yet? If you, I've seen you because you've shared some little, you know, snippets of you doing your work. If you were to have some kind of short tutorial as your opt-in around how you achieve some of that fine detail, that would not only serve, you know, people who may want to learn from you at some point. I know you have a desire to share knowledge and it would educate your clients, your collectors to start understanding the work that goes into the pieces that you're creating. So that the real you, with that. The yeah, real the reels, exactly. The real, they show they show so much work going into it. It's yeah. like oh, she's still <laughs> <So> going. <laughs> if you had one where you were talking a little bit and it doesn't have to be long, right? Just five minutes, just like how we did when we were doing small studio Sunday videos. Those are so impactful and they're not very long. And just having that, for instance, as an opt-in, I don't know if you um, have thought of that. Becky's opt-in in. (laughs) So let's talk about where you are with it. If you're setting it up, I just had that idea for you again. Yeah tell you to do anything but this no it's a really good idea yeah I probably have too many ideas um I'm trying to do a Mother's Day gift voucher um just because I thought Mother's Day is coming up and it will kick me in the bum because I have to get get on with it quickly if I want to try and get it up so I went into Flowdesk I've uh, gotten onto the the forms and then I wanted to create a button that says like pay now but I don't know how to create create the button so it links to paypal I oh yeah because there's That's something called question. zapier but i well, didn't want to have to upload zapier to it to talk between the apps 
Yeah. You know what you would do with that? So if you're using a form on Flowdesk, which is their what they call their opt-in form, and let's say it's a page, then the best scenario would be that you, you, okay, at the end of Flowdesk, there is a place where you can do a success um, message. It says display success message, or it says take them to an opt-in, or excuse me, a page, redirect to a URL. That's where you would drop in a link to a page that is your, this would be for commissions, right? Is that where you're uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wherever you have people sign up for your commissions, that's where you would drop it in. And so when they're done and they have opted in, then they land on that page. However, so that would be in a story. Then would that be in one of them flow things, the workflow? It would, well, it actually just happens when they opt in, even if you never sent an email. But of course, you wouldn't do that, right? You would follow up with an email. It's a subtlety when you're the workflow thing. Yeah, exactly. The workflow is just an email that goes out automatically when someone signs up. And then it, then it sends another email in behind it when you tell well, it. Well, it can. It can. You don't have to take it that far. I would oh. always recommend, this is probably why you're getting stuff. <laughs> don't, when you grab one of the Flowdesk, and for anyone listening and they're like, what is Flowdesk? Um, it's one of the email platforms that I love for artists. I've been using it for two years and it's just beautiful and it's mostly intuitive. Uh, don't, when you bring in their sample workflows, there's like five and you're not ready for that yet. And that is okay. That's where you're going to. But if you're trying to fill all those in that's probably what's stopping you I'm glad yeah. we're having this conversation just one <laughs> just one, one email at the top and it's you know what you would do in that email is also provide the link to your page that's your commission sign up because I don't believe that you can link directly to a PayPal button also that wouldn't really be super professional just to go straight to a PayPal button but I know you have a website and you would have a page where people could put a deposit down or however you structure your commissions. Yeah. And then you would, you know, um, at the end of that, it's a, it's a subtlety. It's not, you won't miss it when you know it's there. It says display success message or redirect to a URL. And that's where you drop that page in. And it is one of the most important and overlooked places in the the opting in um steps because a lot of times people don't get our emails especially yeah. when we're just starting with email it takes about 30 days for your email address to be received and accepted as a safe email it it email has its own algorithms. We'll just leave it at that. So you have to always know that someone may not receive that auto welcome email, but they will almost always land on that page that right after they've opted in. If they see mm. nothing, that might be the only thing they see. And that's why it's really important. You either redirect them to your website or you take them in this case, it'll take them right to your page. And then you'll have that lovely email that says, welcome. You know, I see that you're interested in a commission. You can follow this link to 
you know, put your deposit down or take them back to that page as well. However, you have that structured. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, yeah. because I was trying to set up, I've been on PayPal and I was looking on there trying to set up a landing page on PayPal with um, with a button that says pay, pay now because I thought, oh, maybe I can do it that way and I couldn't do it that way or I didn't find how to do it. And then I was trying to set up an opt-in form with a pay button and that obviously wasn't there, doesn't exist. And then <laughs> somebody told me about forms and I was looking on there and I was just like, I really don't know. So that saved me a lot of time. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. I'm so glad. I was like, what is she's having this trouble with Flowdesk and it should not be I'm that trying valid. to do things that you can't do on it <laughs> or they limits be done a different way. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, I'm not sure that you couldn't link directly to PayPal. I'm not sure. I just wouldn't recommend it. And I just think because having a a beautiful page that you've created on your website that features your art and has a, a nice description that's clear about what the steps are to book a commission is going to be so much more powerful than just here's a here's a button. You know, I always personally use PayPal to invoice for my commissions um, after the fact. I use it just simply as an invoicing tool. But since the reason I can't remember is we used to do it like that, but that's like almost 15 years ago (laughs) where we would just send people to PayPal and they were like, what is PayPal? This amazing new invention. But now you can have a page somewhere that will give you a description. I was looking in the Expansive Artist, which is like a, a membership program, obviously, that you run that I'm part of. I'm just letting everyone else know. Yes, <laughs> it's, yes. it's got lots of information in there. There's a, a, like a, there's an email challenge in, I think it's Leo Lyon. I'm not yeah. sure if it's right. <laughs> um, um, so, Yes, love marketing Lewis. <laughs> will I will I learn what I need to know in that in that challenge? Do you think? Have you got? That will help you for show sure. us more in there with things. Yes, that will help you. But you are also reminding me that it would be great. Um, this will be coming soon. We'll make an, a welcome one, like a training specifically on how to set up that first welcome email. That'd be great, huh? Oh, thank you. <laughs> it'd be really, yeah, that'd be really good in the new in the new membership. Um, yes, exactly. The whole email section of just email stress or helpful. Yes. Yeah, well, I've cool. done some reorganizing around. Um, the structure I share in Sell My Art this week, the artful selling process, I call it. And so I've done some reorganizing in the hub where I'm categorizing not only in the stages that you're in in your business and the success path, but also in that framework. So if you're focusing on creating the work or you're focusing on marketing the work or selling the work, that we're kind of structuring it that way. But the opt-in challenge, I think that, you're probably right. The email one is the one that will help you get in kickstart you into sending your emails because then once you get them on your email list, get going. you get to write to them. Yeah. <laughs> Show them all my lovely work. <laughs> I know you get to communicate and connect because this is so interesting, right? We will be like, okay, I did it, Marisa. I got the link up. You're going to drop the link right in your bio, right, Joe, in your Instagram bio. And you're going to make a little note that you're accepting commissions for Mother's Day. Yes. 
And then people are going to sign up because they love you already and they're going to sign up. And then what you don't want to do is ignore them. (laughs) You don't (laughs) want to ignore them. And in your welcome email, you know, you want to introduce them to all of your world, by the way. You don't just want to narrow them in on commission. You have children's books that you've illustrated and, you know, other areas of your business. So the welcome That's email. Because like, like from a marketing perspective, I've been told by galleries that I need to um, almost focus on one thing, like, like get that plate spinning and so yes. that people but because I don't I go everywhere (laughs) you have shiny squirrel syndrome (laughs) I have but I'm I'm like a shiny squirrel on Red Bull so I do try and keep all the things going at the same time okay well this this is a great question and you bring up an excellent point and yes they're absolutely right and I support that 100% because I've done it the other way and it's Versus your energy. However, this is the difference to what I'm saying. In the welcome email, it's okay to make a little bit of an introduction to what's in your world and or to add those on in what's, this is like next level, um, to add those in to what's called a nurture sequence, which is something that you can send people, new people to your world, a series of emails on automation over, you know, a week or even 30 days of being with you, you can just drop them little notes. So if you want, for simplicity's sake, you want to um, have your focus solely on the commissions right now, that'd be great. That'd be great because you can always follow up with an email about something. Most creatives, we do have a wide world. We do. Um, And many creatives in business you know, one of the recommendations is to have multiple revenue streams because we do have the opportunity to license our work or have a book project. And then these are not as active streams. So if we're focusing on that one plate, these can kind of be working a little bit in the background. Nothing is ever totally passive. The other day you were saying about um, working on something for 90 days. Yeah. And I, I like the idea of that because I in, in on one of your other workshops, Marisa does um, some amazing <laughs> workshops, guys. So definitely check her out. This is how I met you on Instagram. You did? Um, oh, good. Yeah. This is how I found you when uh, on your opt-in. <laughs> so awesome. um, your planning one, I was thinking I was going to do pet portraits every quarter. But I've been, I've started to do it now. Realistically, the time that it takes me, I haven't been getting loads, but I don't need loads because they're so detailed and putting so much into it. It's almost like I could do um, three, you know, split the year into three and do and do it that way and focus on, on different parts. Because um, then I suppose you're giving yourself more, your energy is going into more of the different things on each one. Yes. Yeah. It's, it is this interesting balancing act, right? Cause I have this comment at the, at the bottom by Petal and Sunray that says it's great to be creatively unlimited though. Yeah, we are like, we're just, we come out of the box that way. So we don't have to worry about being creative unlimited or that by focusing that that's going to limit anything that we're doing. That's where we get confused as creatives 
we're free spirits typically, right, Joe? <laughs> like yeah. we, um, we do tend to, you know, be inspired by a lot and it's not about choosing doesn't shut down those other opportunities. Choosing allows you to gain momentum in one area, which ultimately, if you're growing a business, that one area, getting it up and going, like commissions is great for many of you, you know, because it does provide a sense of consistent revenue once people start to come to you for that. It builds your confidence. Yeah, exactly. That's something that Yvonne's been talking about. You start to believe that you can sell your artwork then, whereas opposed to it just sitting on your feed forever and never say, you haven't got got eyes on it and you think, oh, I'm rubbish. Nobody likes me. And and it's just not true, is it? No. It's not true. Yes. And I know we all can say those things to ourselves and, and we won't, right, Joe? We're just not doing no, it. No, no, no. So yes, commissions can help you build confidence and build some sense of uh, recurring revenue. And that will allow you to explore creating other types of art that you can just kind of ease in without feeling the pressure of, oh, now this needs to generate revenue. But yes, I can see why you might like the 90 days because it's a nice amount of time to give something your full energy and see where that takes you without maybe feeling like you know you're giving an entire year to this process yeah and you're not tied down then are you right (laughs) no you're not tied down (laughs) you're not just this you you, you could be lots of things (laughs) I love it. I know. I know. Look, I, I did it. It's part of what made my business hard a lot is because I wanted to try all kinds of things and I would do a little of this and a little of that. The one good thing that I did, um, sort of by accident, but because I had such a clear style with the characters I developed, everything had that through line. So I wasn't doing, you know, more abstract work. I wasn't going back to floral work or portraits or anything that I can and have done in the past. I was staying with the characters. So everything was an offshoot of that theme. And then that made the collectors I currently have or had at the time, they always loved whatever addition that was. So if I sculpted little characters or I made... I sewed character, like I've done embroidery. I made embroidery kits. You know, I was designing fabric for a while, so that made sense. It all made sense, but if I were really doing what I teach you all now, I would have realized a lot of times that it wasn't worth the energy and that by diffusing it in all these directions might have been momentarily satisfying creatively, but it was ultimately hurting the long game of my business. And that is not worth it. You know, it's like find those creative outlets in other ways without wrapping in the the pressure that can come from building revenue off of it and make your priority what you know is working. So if that's commissions, perhaps, or it's this kind of art style in this form, really don't hesitate to lean into that. And you will. Oh, I was going to say you yes. uh, your favorite saying, lean in. Yeah. <laughs> Do I say that? No, I love that. I love that. It's like when stuff starts to work, 
lean in and listen to your customers. Well, this is, I, this is the weirdest thing. Well, this like goes to a whole deeper level. Sometimes we are, I don't really like this term, but people get it. It's like, we do kind of sabotage ourselves under the guise of being free <laughs> spirits and being, you know, um, procrastinating and all these things. Sometimes when we're getting close to success, it's, it's like we are afraid of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we start to find, we're not always conscious of this. That's why we got to have these conversations just to bring awareness. Because when you bring awareness, you can say, am I really procrastinating? Am I really needing to do this new creative project? Or is that actually me getting in the way of building something that's successful? Because when we build something successful, everyone now, now lean into listening to this. <laughs> you will do things you don't like doing. Yes. <laughs> Creativity clean. is not I clean. I hate cleaning. <laughs> Creative business is awesome because it's supporting work you love. But I've been reminded of this by mentors <laughs> recently too. And I've been doing a lot of things that I used to resist. And I now have learned what happens when I resist that. And that the pain of that is way worse than me just doing the thing I don't feel like doing right now. Business comes with lots of things you don't feel like doing right now. And maybe you won't feel like even working on this particular commission at this moment. But basically, you know, and I'm not saying this too directly, Joe, I'm talking to all of us get over it. You know, if you want the business, like put the opt-in form up, <laughs> which yeah. once you do it and you get on the other side of those, you'll actually feel this great sense of satisfaction and fulfillment because you'll know that you have done something that is going to actually move the needle forward in your business. If you have something that's capturing emails, you are building a something of value, right? Because just to circle back to the opt-in, if we have just Instagram, we don't know what's going to happen with that. That's not something that we have any control over. Um, and we are basically just at the mercy of, of the algorithm. And we're at the mercy of what these businesses decide to do. And while it's a powerful tool and a wonderful one to use, because we get to make these connections, it's not enough. You must have a place that becomes like your valuable business asset. And these steps sometimes might just be me, but I got a feeling it's not just me, are resistant. We feel resistance. And it can be because we are on some level afraid of our own success, our own power, our own ability. Marianne Williamson has the most beautiful quote. I'm not the kind of person that ever just remembers them off the top of my head. But in essence, it's around having fear around becoming our most powerful selves. And I do believe that as artists, and and we had International Women's Day this week, just this concept, however anyone identifies like in the feminine realm or just as a creative person, I do believe I will go on record as saying, I believe this is like a huge age for creativity. And I just believe that through this process, through these conversations, through the wonderful mentors that are alongside me, my peers, people who are, who learned what I learned and who are also out there helping, I believe that this is a huge start to a movement of just 
really, really valuing the creativity in all of us as well, not just people who recognize and are brave to say, yes, I'm an artist, but I believe that we've been overlooking it maybe, uh, perhaps not valuing it as much as we could. And I believe that this is just such a powerful time for us. And I totally went on a tangent. Where was I, Joe? <laughs> no, no, you're right. No, I was going to agree to that because um, uh, it was about um, how we're almost scared of our inner voice oh, because we might, we might be, we might be too loud, we might be too bright, we might, yeah, be, might too, be too, too much for people, <laughs> and 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 society might go, oh, oh, she's too much, or oh, I don't like that, and it, yeah. and it's almost like. I don't know. I'm in. I was. I'm very introvert, but I've gained a lot of confidence over the last two years, over lockdown, over pushing myself to do these courses and grow. Um, and I sort of think that that sometimes we play it safe and play it small, so that we don't get noticed and we don't get hurt. And if our art's like rejected, it's almost like they're rejecting us. When really, um, I think you've said it before that art you've created in that moment in time and how you were feeling, you're not that person anymore. It was literally yeah. just like a, a recording in time that you've created from yeah. your feelings and how you're feeling. So it's not a reflection on you. It's just that moment that they're saying, but I just don't like the way that you've expressed that. And you can say, that's fine. It's not even me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and here's something beautiful that I'll share with you that I've heard in different, different capacities, right? There's a philosophy. Um, and I've been reminded of it with Nicholas Wilton, because I'm going through his CVP program again, this concept of when you're putting your art out, remembering that it is truly the, about the joy, the satisfaction, the fulfillment you feel in your in the process. And when you put it out to be, uh, you know, to share it, it can and will be received however it's received through the perspective of that person viewing the work. And that ultimately, we aren't really to attach ourselves to whether someone likes it or doesn't like it. That if we can exist in that space creatively, where our fulfillment comes from the making of it, and then we allow it to be received the way that it is received. I have got a fear about that. You do. Do you want to talk I, about I, I just felt like a bit of a, oh, I've got a fear <laughs> of, yeah, I've got a fear of, like, I can't necessarily just go and express myself in a, like, his, his when I went on Nicholas's, um, uh, you know, free course thing to see what it was like. Um, it kind of scared me a bit. It is, <laughs> because, right? Because, because I'd love to just like let my, this is why my stuff is so detailed. I'm almost like wanting to remain in control of everything. Oh, I don't want to waste anything. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's from my upbringing of like everything was expensive. You can't have that because we can't afford it. So it's very much like that's, the way I've been brought up and it's those stereotypes and or record tapes that I need to try to change yeah. but um I've got a fear of like doing all these paintings and being left with them in a room and I've got no space in my room anymore in my um studio and it's just like but really what ideally what what I'm scared of that I want to do is buy some massive canvases and just go at it oh but, my gosh you oh owe yourself God. You deserve to try that. Well, where would I put them? That's what I'm scared of. 
<laughs> something <laughs> is calling you. Boy, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack here. And thank you for your openness around. <laughs> there is a lot to unpack, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, but what you're sharing, even Pepita poked her head up. She's like, so. <laughs> um, there's what you're sharing is so universal for artists, you know, and this is why um, we, a lot of us feel drawn to work with someone like Nick or a teacher who's going to, you know, say, I need you to let go and like connect with what really brings you alive. Not that I haven't done that with my art. I believe 100% that's why it's been successful because it is all my heart. Like it's all in there. It's just that I, like you started, I started by painting very realistically and the world also really supports that, right? Because a lot of people cannot or think they cannot, um, work in that format. It's very, it is very special. And when someone is able to create something with such detail and similarity to what we're looking at, that's certainly very powerful. However, there is something to be said, and I'm on the journey myself, so I'll keep everyone posted as I go. You know, I'll start something and I don't quite know how to work from that place of just letting myself go, you know, with the paint, because I too like the control of knowing what I'm creating, what I'm putting down, how I think it's going to be received. And that's why I'm intentionally, I'm disrupting all of that for myself, because at some point the art gets flat, not in terms of commissions and not in terms of, of what you're doing. People are coming to you for very, something very specific, but if you feel called to do that, it's definitely something to do. And part of our journey as artists is to basically eradicate that fear of what if it's not going to sell because we cannot create from that space and have something be truly alive, like wrapped in with all kinds of fear over whether it's going to be received. You know, we have to trust that when we start to move in that direction, that people are going to feel that and respond to it and respond to it because we all want that for ourselves, right? We all yeah. want this aliveness in life. And so we as artists get to reflect that back to somebody, whether they are an artist as well, or they are somebody who is just want is seeking that connection to themselves. Ultimately, we get to reflect that back to them. And, and I believe, you know, that's a huge part of why people want art in their homes. They want to feel that on some level. And so the more that we can cultivate that in the work that we create and share, the more that that cycle kind of keeps going. And then the beautiful part of that is the ripple effect of, well, this person has a piece of your art that reminds them of that every day. And then they go and do a little bit more in that direction and a little bit more. And if we just have more, I think of it like a light board, you know, if we just have more people on the planet kind of lighting up with things that bring them joy, it would just be the most amazing thing there. I'm like, I don't feel that people would want to be hurting each other or it's just, anyway, <laughs> Joe, you're like inspiring all these tangents, but <laughs> this is I'm what gonna, we're I'm here for, right? Next week for the sell your art challenge, I'm yeah. going to say it now. So I don't back out of it. I'm going to create a piece of art that, that feels uncomfortable 
yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm gonna it's gonna rip off that band-aid and I'm just gonna go for it and have fun with it but then I'm yeah. gonna do and put it out there like how you teach us to um yeah. put it out to the world and see what happens and let it go <laughs> oh my gosh this is gonna be exciting to see I just got chills when you said that that's what you say, but you say it's not down to you now. You sh- you share it with the world, and yeah. then you. Go. I just sold a piece this week, and um, it you know I made it when there was this super bloom of poppies a couple of years ago, and I definitely I had put it out, but it didn't sell right away, and I loved it because it was such a special day, and I wanted to remember it, and I captured it in this piece, and I've kept it in my studio. I do that sometimes, so people see my work, and um, if it's like sold, sold, I don't ever just mark it as sold and keep it. I'm like in integrity with that, but if it's sold, sold, it'll say that, but if I have it. I just take it off my site and I keep it in my studio. And, and then it just sold. And I, it was, oh, it's always that reminder of, you know, people, especially original work, especially a unique original work. I feel waits for the person that it's meant for. And then by wait, it can be right away, right? You know, it can happen right away. That's happened plenty of times, but to, that would be a perfect example of not doubting the piece. You know, yeah. I can take the piece and go, oh, it's terrible. Nobody wants it. I, what I do is I'm like, I love this piece. I'm keeping it. <laughs> and then <laughs> because I create small. So when you do this, you know, go for smaller first. I think that's a good starting point. So that okay. you can have it. You do have room for it. A huge yeah. work is intimidating. I know you've created yeah. large works before. It's a whole, I didn't realize just how different it is to work large versus. And then you've got to package small. it and then get it somewhere. Because I know <laughs> we've got, we've got Noel, we've got no, no, Noel in our group. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and her works are huge. Yes, <laughs> yes. There are ways of doing that, though. If it's on canvas, um, just a quick tip: you can actually remove the frame and oh, just yeah. ship the canvas itself, and someone could get it put. It's like um, stretched again on a frame. I mean, it depends, but yes, there's lots of benefits for starting things in a smaller, small steps. Right? How we started this conversation way. And so if you're going to create something like that, that's great. And because I've worked smaller, uh, it's, I've been able to just do a lot with it. And if I have a piece like that, then I have a wall of smaller pieces and I love it. And then it goes out and then it goes to the person that it's meant to go to. It's really special that way. I, I like it when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's a reminder that nice. because something doesn't sell right away, that it's not done. It doesn't mean it's not good. It doesn't mean someone doesn't love it. It doesn't, you don't have to give it meaning that you don't know to be true. You get to decide what that story is that you want to tell yourself. Uh, and that begins to inform your beliefs. And those are all like much deeper conversations, but so much of our suffering has to do with how we're interpreting something happening, which again is another reason that we are kind of getting in our own way because if we just keep telling ourselves these things versus it's it, the right person is coming for this piece, it's such a different approach, right? This is, this yeah. sucks, it didn't sell, 
the right person is coming for this piece because I love it. I believe in it. If I love it this much. I also think we know when we put work out that maybe isn't as strong and that's a different conversation as well. But when you really feel connected and you love it, someone else is going to love it as much as you do, I believe. And then it just becomes a question if all the all the business things that we're doing start to support and help us align with you know, finding and well, really they find you ultimately, you know, connecting with the people who most love what you do. And I just want to add one more thing before we go and and I'll offer some final thoughts for you too, Joe. Um, I was listening. I love the comedy world because I live with someone that was trained in comedy and comedy skept writing and improv And so I'm always listening to comedians because I think aside from also making art, standing up in a room and getting people to laugh at your jokes while they're waiting for you to be like, be like, all right, I'm going to laugh now. What do you have? What do you got for me? I think that's (laughs) the hardest things you could ever do. And he was just talking with someone and he's really hit this level of success. And he's like, it takes you about 12 to 17 years to become a comedian. And, and then he was talking about at the level he's at, it's actually really challenging to maintain it, which is a whole other conversation. But I thought we need to keep reminding people that it takes years to develop your voice and it, you know, it all goes faster now than it used to, but let's be gracious with the time around this and be willing to put the time in to what it takes to really develop yourself. You know, not only as an artist, but a human being and, and recognizing what you have to share with the world. This is a journey. It's a process. And we're, we're just trying to have fun with it. Right, Joe? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to inspire some people and have fun with it along the way. And so, yes. Did you have any final thoughts or questions? Um, well, I was going to say that there's so, so my piece of art, uh, work week workshop with you was was what I really needed to be able to start start on my art business and actually think of myself as a business owner so so I I definitely recommend like people to to come along that 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 price on the like what you did for small studio Sunday it's just to show your commitment more than anything else it, yeah. because if, if you pay for it then you'll turn up if you it's will. something that's free you won't be you won't be bothered so, no, so, so pay, pay that small amount of money and join in and you'll get so much from it and yes. you'll be like my gosh, why did I do this before? <laughs> yes. I, when I do group coaching, I mean, it's normally a couple thousand dollars over a period of a couple of months, you know, it's just, this is really special. And I, you, there are people like you, Joe, I mean, there are, we have amazing members who have done this process with me before people who are invested and they're part of it, but seeing the difference of people, of how many people in this world do things for free and then they never show up for it or for themselves, um, is I, I guess signing up for it does count though, because in some small way you're saying like, yes, I'm doing this. But if you put even just a little bit of your actual, dollars, pounds, whatever behind that, it up levels that commitment even more. And it's the beginning of you saying to yourself, you know, I believe I'm worth this. I believe that I could make this money back. 
And I see this as an investment in my future and my uh, future in terms of income and everything. So sell a piece of artwork that pay for it, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) If not more. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. We're always, I'm always teaching my artists. This was a great lesson taught to me too. When I started really up leveling my education, you know, when you go into something, think about how you're going to make the money back because what it does and then some, right? Like multiply it. Don't just break even. Like, how are you going to make this amount back plus? And it starts to get you thinking in a different way. I, I don't even know why I would sort of whisper that, but it's like, so we're not speaking enough about the power of what we're saying into speaking into ourselves and that these very subtle, but profound shifts have a huge impact on the direction that we go with our with our work and how we find success with all of this oh let me just answer um petal and sunray which i always if you come and visit me more definitely well tell me your name so i can also speak to you directly but petal and sunray i love that so sweet do you need art ready to sell right now for sell your art this week or can you take notes for when it's ready well hopefully you might have something ready but no you are welcome to take notes because I talked to you in the beginning about how to choose work and or create work that is going to best cue you up Um, we've touched a little bit upon it in this conversation but I, I bring it to you very directly and simply about it. So you might be inspired. I hope that you would. And this would be half the fun too, that while you're with us, we kind of go through the process for the week. And while you're with us, maybe by the end, you might have a small work. Like maybe you could do it with Joe. You could just sit down and make something that really (laughs) makes you feel alive because I, I emphasize this you know, our goal is to get you to sell something, but all of these factors come into play. Sometimes I hear from people a couple of weeks after and they're like, oh my gosh, that piece sold, you know, but it wasn't within the five days, but it was then, or Joe is an example, or Grace who came on and told us that she just got a thousand dollar commission. And she just did this challenge Mm -hmm. in September and that kickstarted her art career was doing this. Well, this workshop now is the workshop and the coaching week. And she, you know, basically, well, I was talking about how this is just was that kickstart for her. And I remember her going through the challenge and just starting to get people aware that she was doing commissions. So this is the kind of opportunity that is a long game opportunity. And the energy though, is what helps you go for it and put it out there and then see what happens and then trust that that's going to continue to grow if you continue. (laughs) So anyway, I'll talk about all of this. We have our kickoff call on Sunday at 4 p.m. This is inside our private Facebook group. So it's for you who've registered to join us. And um, and then we, we go from there. I was just seeing... 
Yes. Oh, Rue. Oh my gosh. I love it. Rue. Um, I can't help but think I've been watching. <laughs> I've been watching Euphoria. I don't know if anyone has watched it. It is highly, highly intense, highly intense. But I will say that the artistry and the cinematography, I just can't help but, and the music, I just cannot help but think about how much artistry has gone into this very gut-wrenching um, series. But the main character's name is Rue. And so I will always remember um, Petal and Sunray is Rue. Yeah, come and play with us. I know Joe will be your accountability buddy. This is your opportunity to really just see what will happen, to be with people who understand this process and, you know, to trust that the outcome that is right for you over this period of days is, is going to be good and help you go to that next level. And then we open the doors to the expansive artists um, at the end of the next week. And so if you want to keep working together, you want to stay in on the community, you will have the opportunity to come and join us because we don't open very often. So it'll be exciting. And Joe will also be waiting for you. <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> He's a great um, community rallier and supporter of her members. And I know she's just at the beginning of all the great things that she's going to do. So Joe, thank you so much. You've got your puppy with you. Oops. Yeah, mine's a lot bigger than yours. It's, it's like a, a great, there it's like a wolf. <laughs> did oh, you listen? Did you tell us all your wisdom? Did you impart wisdom to us today? Oh my gosh. She likes it better <laughs> this way. I should do all calls from the lap. <laughs> oh. She's always hanging out in the back and I know she's probably like, if I could just, if you could sit here with the blanket, this Zoom would be much better for me. Otherwise, I'm waiting for you to play ball. Thank so, you so much for chatting with me today. That's yes. helped me load. Thank you. That is so great. And thank, I'm glad you came on and we understand where the welcome issue is. <laughs> just one email, just push the plus button, drop in an email, you'll be good to go. That's it. You don't have to set a time limit or anything on Flowdesk. It will automate that with your segment. And I will happily, this is why I love chatting with you all as well. Um, I will happily make us a training on how to set up the welcome email um, in Flowdesk and which if you're in other email programs, it's similar. Once you kind of get it down, you know what you're looking for and how to list the, just what to write in that first welcome. Okay. Oh, cool. But the email challenge inside EA, there is a sample of even like kind of inviting collectors. Like if people are selling on Etsy, it's important to stay connected to your collectors there as well. We didn't even talk about that um, to invite them into your world and your email list also. So anyway, tons to talk about always, but Joe is great to have you. Thank you. Hopefully this will all save and then um, you'll be up on the podcast in a couple of weeks and everyone can tune into this conversation because there's lots of good stuff here. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being brave and we get to <laughs> share you with the world as well. So I'm so glad Karina was saying this is gold, such valuable insights. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's great, isn't it? It's just so good to have these conversations. So 
Thank you. If you want to coach with me um, next week, I won't be here live. I'll be, but I'll be live for five days in sellmyartthisweek.com. So we'll see you there. And Joe, I'll see you soon and have a good um, rest of your day, everyone. Until Bye. Bye. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.